Okay, this is being recorded, so now I have to uh, keep it tame. Okay, all right, so we are, as it said in the sheet, we're going to talk about over the next two days um, how we can use DISC, which is Model of Human Behavior. It's been around since 4th century BC, Hipp Hippocrates, you know, you heard of the Hippocratic Oath, he like had all these bodily fluids, some weird thing that he figured out how you personalities are based on bodily fluids. I won't get into all that because it's gross and because I don't really understand it. So, but that kind of morphed into what we now today called DISC in about the 20s or 30s. Marsden came up with all this stuff. He did all kinds of studies and that's why it's actually legitimate. Um, the way I know it's legitimate is because I've trained on this in almost every continent around the world and it works everywhere. And it's because it's about humans and it's about how we're wired and how God created us. And that's something that helps us understand how we can communicate better, how we can be better spouses, how we can be better parents, how we can be better friends, how we can be better bosses, employees, whatever it is, we can use this stuff because it helps us to understand ourselves first. That's the most important thing for all of it because we'll always be with ourselves. And we don't understand ourselves and how we are wired and how we're perceived, especially by others. We're not going to communicate well a lot of the time unless we happen to be communicating with someone who's wired just like us. And we like that, we like those people right away. We don't like them over time because we annoy each other. But, um, but that's the reality of life is when we click with someone, it's usually someone who's very much like us. The people we usually are best friends with are people who aren't exactly like us. It's kind of fun because we complement each other. And that's what we see over time. And so if, if that's starting to make sense a little bit, then you're, you're getting it already. If it doesn't, you'll see, and it will. It will start making a lot more sense later. So that's why I love teaching this, because I love human flourishing, which we just heard about, right? I love seeing how we can know how we're wired and how we can flourish in life. Okay, I'm Phil Dark. Um, I have this Phillies hat now, and everyone thinks I'm a Phillies fan. My son played on the Phillies this year in Little League, and I, um, I got this hat. This wasn't the same one he had, because this was cheaper on Amazon, and it's the old school, if you remember Mike Schmidt back in the days. And I, I bought it because I told him, well, hey, um, my name's Phil, so this will be good for people to be able to remember my name, and it's fun, and I looked at, like, Bob Goff, he gets to wear a hat all the time because he's got a cool story behind it. So I'm going to try to sell this a little bit. I didn't wear it today, this morning, because there are some people in the room, if I came in here wearing a hat, you'd be like, you can't be the speaker, because speakers don't wear hats, that's not professional. But I may have this on tomorrow because now it makes sense because you're going to find out my personality style if you don't already know it. If you've ever done any personality style, you'll, you'll be able to pick people out pretty quick. And I'm a pretty obvious one to pick out. But we'll get there in a minute. Okay, so the next thing we're going to do, everyone hopefully has this little piece of paper in their hand. Okay, there's some bunch of numbers on the front. And you're probably wondering what those are. If you've already done this, please don't say anything. Don't ruin it for everybody else. But we're going to play a little game real quick. All right? Hopefully everyone has a pen. You have this piece... Nope, you don't have a pen. We run out of pens? We probably ran out of pens. Uh, does anybody have an extra pen to help out? How many do we need? Four? I might have four more. Uh, wait, wait, one, two. Oh, oh, I think we might be lucky. Look at that. Huh? Huh? Thank you. Don't let any of my family members tell you I'm not prepared. And I have one more pen here if anyone needs one. Oh, shoot. You have extra here? Look at that. 
One, two. Oh, you don't need to share. There you go. Because if you share, then you won't. You can cheat. You guys can't cheat. One more. Catch. Oh, geez. Becca, do you have any? Do you have a pen? Oh, you don't need it. You've done it. That's my wife, Becca. My beautiful Becca that I had introduced earlier. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Becca, the assistant. She's not really my assistant here. She's going to sit in the back and be quiet because that's what she does. Okay. So we're going to do this, right? So we're going to have one minute. And you have one minute to start with number one, okay? Don't start yet. Come on, people. This is family camp. This is Christian camp. Don't be cheating. Let's go. All right, you have one minute. What do we do? I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> Patience. Patience. I know. I already know it. I already know it. We're all right. Okay, so you're going to have the magician tonight. I'm like a magician here, but with personalities. Okay, I can, I can predict who you are. It's like... <laughs> Um, all right, so here we go. We have one minute. You're going to circle number one and then go to number two. It's very simple. Three, four. Don't go out of order and don't be like, oh, I circled all of them and did the whole thing. I've, done, I've heard all of them, okay? Um, start with one, circle it, two, circle it, three, circle it, and go on from there. Right? Did everyone understand the rules? Okay, ready? Go. Okay. You're starting with one, you're going to two. All the numbers are there. Don't think this is some trick. I'm not, it's not some game. It's not some whatever. This is, they're actually all there. Most people get about 40 this first time around. You're about 15 seconds in. So you should be about 10 or so right now. No problem. If you're not, doesn't mean that you're, you know, this isn't about, it's not about confidence. It's not about all these different things. It's about just understanding yourself. So right now we're about 30 seconds in. So that's, if you do math, about 20 or so. No problem. All right, so we got about 30 seconds left. Actually, now 27 because I was talking. So, all right. We, we now, hey, see, people are trying to take the assessment. All right, here we go. You got about five seconds. Three Two, one, pens down. All right, here we go. Who got 40? 30? Oh my gosh, seriously? 20. 20. 20. The overachievers, 20. Okay. All right, so now, just take a breath. Now you see one, two, three. You guys did that already. Five, six, seven, eight. Now what we're going to do, I'm going to help you out a little bit. From the top, you're going to draw a line. There's going to be a little tick mark at the top. You see a little tick? Draw it straight down to the bottom, between 27 and 84, between 5 and 66 up top. And then do the same thing. We're at a Christian camp. We're going to make a little cross, right? So, and then you go in the middle. You'll see a little tick mark go across in the middle. Okay, so now it's amazing. There's a pattern. One is the upper. Two, there. Three in the bottom right. Four. You guys see the pattern now? Does everyone see the pattern? Okay, now it's just, it's very simple. Just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and so on. Okay, now what we're going to do, we're going to do it again, except this time you're going to write an X over those numbers. Okay? And you're going to keep going. You got an, starting at one again. Yep. When I say go. That's my sister-in-law, ladies and gentlemen, my sister-in-law. Um, all right, ready, go. Got another minute. Oh, you need a pen? (laughs) 
Okay, you're about 15 in. Got about 25 left. All right, 10 seconds left. Three, two, one, and stop. Okay. I don't need to know exactly. Did anybody get 40 that time? I'm curious. Okay. Okay. Anybody 50? No 50? Okay. I've heard like, the highest I've ever heard is like 65, but it's right around average. The, the, the truth is 40 is not, if you didn't get that already. I, I flat out lied to you that first time. But uh, so I apologize for that. I've always asked for forgiveness and repentance because I know I do it every time. So I asked in advance. Um, but uh, hopefully that second time around, it was a little bit more fun maybe. Hopefully, everyone did better. Did everyone do better than the first time? If not, you don't need to raise your hand. We won't judge you. But most people do better. They have a little bit more fun. It's more productive, less stressed, because we actually have a pattern. We have a cheat sheet, so to speak. We have an ability to know how is this work, right? So most of the time when we go into relationships, we go in blind like we did with this first one. And we're searching and we're stressing and we're trying to figure out there's all this noise going around us and we're, we're trying to understand people and it takes a lot longer. It's a lot more stressful. I purposefully, if you didn't notice, I imagine you did, I talk a lot more during the first one than the second because in life there's a lot of noise going around. There's a lot of distractions. Typically when we're meeting people, there's things going on in our life. There's things going on in their lives. There's things going on all around us. To be able to figure out people, to be able to understand people, is really difficult. But when we know, when we have kind of the code, when we have the cheat sheet, it's easier. Now, I will just say a caveat, a major disclaimer at the beginning of this, not just because my kids are here and my wife is here and my dad and my sister-in-law and my a lot of family and other people who know and love me, but because I say it every time I teach. I'm a much better coach than a player in all of this stuff, okay? In fact, between our house and the end of the street yesterday, driving here, I had about 10 subject lessons that I may or may not use, but I failed miserably in these things I'm going to be telling you about how to be a great husband or wife or father, mother, friend, all these things. I was not a great dad. I wasn't a great husband. Um, we pushed reset about 15, 20 minutes, literally. I said, we're resetting. We're forgetting everything behind and we're going to family camp. Let's have a great week. Okay, so that was about the only thing I did right in that first 15 minutes of that drive. So I'm just going to let you know right now, this stuff, yes, it is a code, but you still have to, you still got to do it. You still got to, you could have gone in there and said, I don't care what that says. I'm going to find this number in a different quadrant because that's what I'm going to do. We do that in life a lot of the time. We, we just don't, we just ignore the rules. We ignore all this stuff because we just, either we don't like it or we don't think it's going to work or we think we know better. Okay, so that's really what we're going to be going into this time. Again, this is a lot of information. I'm going to be going fast because this is normally a lot longer than we have in the next couple days. But we're going to get through it, and it will be a fun time. Uh, I just won't be able to do as many things. We're not going to be able to go into as depth as I'd like to, but there's a lot more to this. 
you know, I do do trainings. If you at your churches are going, oh, I'd love to bring this in for our marriage and parenting, things like that, I can do that, but we can talk about that tomorrow. Okay? All right, so there's more and more. It's X and X and X and it's still doing all that. Okay. So with DISC, it's very simple. Now we're on the inside of this sheet. Okay? So right now, if we had more time, I'd get up. We'd all get up and we'd divide the room and we'd say, all right, who's outgoing, who's reserved? We don't have time for that because that would take the whole hour. It's a, lot, it's a lot of fun. People are laughing. People, you know, just imagine we're doing that and it, you'll, like, it'll be great. Um, the reserved people are like, I wouldn't want to do that anyway, so thank you for not doing that. Um, okay, so, and the D personalities, first of all, thank you if you're a D personality for being here. You know who you are if you're here. And the way you know that is you, the, I'm, it's, this, this training is already too long for you, okay, because you already know everything. And you think that, you know, I, I can figure this out on my own. I'm going to be out of here. But you're probably here because you love your wife or you love your husband and they asked you to be here. So that's the reality. Because here's a book that I found the other day. I've been trying to read Moby Dick for a very long time. Okay? This will give you a little hint. I'm not, I'm not a, I am a high D, but I'm not, that's not my primary personality style. But this book was made for D's and I's because it condenses with pictures the book of Moby Dick into... 61 pages. It's actually too long for a D. But um, my COO in my organization was a D, and we're going to get to this in a little bit. But he was, uh, he said, I think every book should be 10 pages because they don't, we don't need stories, we don't need anything, we just need bullet points. That's it. <laughs> and that's, that gives you a little insight into a D. We'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Oh, I went too far. Sorry. Shoot, I'm like hitting this. I got to put this down. I'm getting too excited. Okay. So the first question we ask in DISC is are you outgoing or are you reserved, okay? You just watched me for about five, six minutes, right? Now, granted, I'm up front, I'm doing this, but what would you guess, if you had to guess, you just met me, am I outgoing or am I reserved? <laughs> outgoing, did anybody say reserved? <laughs> if we did, we're gonna need a little extra time, just, just a heads up. All right, so outgoing, it's usually pretty darn easy to peg the outgoing people. Why, they're more passionate, hand motions, loud, we call this our motor, okay? This is our motor. We talk about outgoing as a sports car. It's fast. It revs up. You have no doubt that it's coming your way when it's coming because it's loud. It's revs, mm, mm, mm. You're at that stoplight. You're ready to go. You're ready to go. That stoplight turns green. You're going. You're going all day, all day. You're talking. You're meeting. You're going. You're hanging out with people. You get home, and what do you want to do? Keep going. Keep going. You're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. My 10-year-old, I told you, he's 11 now. He's my mini-me, right? So he goes out. He's exhausting. My mom, who unfortunately passed away last September, but my gosh, she looked at, she looked at my son and she goes, Phil, that's you. That's you. And she's absolutely right, and I get it. And he exhausts even me, and I can keep going all the time. But he goes, he went over the other day, like here the Downies are here. He went over to their house the other day, and they played, and they went. They did, a, they did all this stuff all day, ponds and this and that. And I was tired just hearing all the stuff they did. And, and Teresa gets back, she's like, he's going to be exhausted. He's going to be going. He went to baseball practice, and he played for two hours. He gets home from baseball practice. He goes, hey, Dad, can we do the Wii? Can we do something else? Can we do this? And, I, and I'm like, dude, just hang out, relax. But he doesn't, right? Because he's, he's me, my son, but also he's, uh, he's outgoing, man. He's going because when a car goes all day, its batteries charge more than it was at the beginning of the day. Right? That's the outgoing. That's the motor. Then there's the reserved. Slower. It's more like a smart car. 
You can't even hear it when it's coming your way. It doesn't want to bother anyone. It's just doing its thing. It goes along quieter. Actually, I'm using too many hand motions for a reserved person. <laughs> it just goes along more passive. You see here, like, it's, it's just quieter, less forceful, don't be more guarded. You kind of have to draw things out of the reserved. They don't tell you a lot of things. Right now, outgoing people are going, can you talk faster? You're kind of scaring me. <laughs> okay, my kids actually have said to me, you know, in times, they're like, Dad, you're just so, you're like, yell all the time, and you're, you're, you're like, you're passionate, and you're, why are you, why can't, why do you yell at us? And I go, I'm not yelling, like, usually I'm just talking loud, because I talk louder. <laughs> and, and, and I go, would you rather have me come up and be like, hey, sweetie, are you okay? Is everything good? Are you, do you need a little Band-Aid? Are you okay? They're like, no, 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 that's weird. Stop it. Because they did, but if their mom did that, now she, you know, she, that would make more sense, right? That would, they, that would be more in character. She's, she's laughing at this because she says, no, I'm not like that either. <laughs> but what happens with a smart car at night? A smart car goes and does all that stuff. First of all, a smart car would never do all that stuff I talked about the sports car because they'd be exhausted after 30 minutes. But let's say, hypothetically, a smart car went around and drove around all day. It went around. It gets home. What does it have to do? Sit in the garage with nobody around it. Don't bother me. I just want to hang out and be alone. Okay? And, and just take time to recharge. Right? That's that outgoing reserved. Right? Is either bad? No. Let's not get into politics here. Neither is bad. Both are great. All personality styles, all are great. We need all of them. Okay? If everyone was outgoing all the time, we'd be like, we'd be freaking out all the time with everything. We need people to bring it down. We need people to say, hey, calm down, let's go. We just got to relax, right? We got to take it easy. That's where you're going to be with that, okay? And then, um, let's see, did I forget anything there? Oh, only about 10% of conflict comes from outgoing versus reserved. Just think about it. Like on a freeway, it might annoy you a little bit. Someone's going slow, but you usually just go around them and you don't really think about it, okay? It's not a big deal. You might say some things depending on who you are. But it's just an annoyance usually. It's not like a big thing that's going to, you know, break fellowship, so to speak. All right. Any questions about outgoing versus reserve? All right. Now we have task versus people. Okay. This one, task-oriented people love to get things done. It's all about getting the job done, the goal accomplished, less influenced by the opinions of others. They just want to get things done. They want results. They want it done right. They want it done now. They want, they're more logic-based, okay? It's all about getting things done. If some people are affected negatively over here, or positively, quite frankly, they don't really care. It doesn't matter, like, because they're getting stuff done, okay? Then there's the people-oriented. People-oriented are more focused on the people side, right? People over process. Like that's not said by task people. That's said by people people. If you ever hear, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? You've all heard that probably at some point in your life. You don't have to say that to a people person. They already know that. That's made for task people. A lot of the leadership books are written by task people. And so they're like, you got to think about people. You got to think about people. And the people people are like, yeah, of course we do. That's what we do. 
People, people are more worried about the opinions of others, approval of others, recognition, assurance, security, all those things. That's going to be on the people side. Okay? If you want a little way, to, a quick way to figure out, like if you're going to bed at night and you're thinking about your day, the, the task focus are like, all right, I did that. I did that. Yeah, check, check the box. I got my to-do list here. Check that box. Check that box. Did that. Did that. Did that. Oh, shoot. I forgot to do that. Okay, you pull out your notepad out of your pajamas and you write down the next thing that you got to do tomorrow. All right, that's, the, that's their task. The people are thinking, oh, man, that was so great today. I got to hang out with Bill and we got to go to coffee and then I got to go hang out with this person. And we had that. Oh, what a great conversation that was, man. That was so much fun. Who do I get to hang out with tomorrow? What do I have tomorrow that's fun? What do I have tomorrow that I get to be with people and just connect with people? If you use the words connect, if you use the words like people and hang out and talk and this and that, that's going to be more people. If you're using ta- th- words like procedure and process and let's get things done, let's do this, like let's roll. All these things, that's typically going to be like the task because you're getting things done. And oftentimes, the people, you have a wake of destruction behind you. And task-focused people, if they're getting the stuff done, they're not even looking behind them. They don't even know it's there. Right? And we can think of both sides. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. Left-sided people, let's call the task left-sided because we look at it left Left-sided people tend to think that right-sided people are lazy and unfocused. Right? Yeah. So it's like, yep. <laughs> Looking at their husband. He, he told you he's good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm more right-sided than left. Um, you know, it really wouldn't hurt to get something done before you die, right? That might be something said by a task-focused person to a people-focused person. All right? Then right-sided people tend to think that left-sided people are mean and harsh. Okay? Who died and made you God? Right? You, you, know, you just think you're right about everything. Right? That, that may have been said by some people to the task side people. Now, some of you, like, if you're like me, you're both task and people. Some people here are both outgoing and reserved. And so you'll be like, well, I could be both of these things. Yes, that is true. Most of us here are a mix of one or of two to three personality styles. Okay? So that's something you know, for a little bit. So left-sided people just want to get things done. Right-sided people just want people to be kind and get along. What we're going to learn in a few minutes is about 65% of people in the world are people-focused. And about 35% of the people in the world are task-focused. Okay, people say, why wouldn't God make it 50-50? Well, he kind of did. Because if we had 50-50, the task people would bowl over all the people people. (laughs) Because especially in our world here in the United States where transaction and task and getting things done is rewarded more than the people side is rewarded. Even what we're talking about today is called soft skills, right? Like task-focused people are like, I don't need soft skills. So that's soft, right? I'm going to get this done. Let's go, right? Okay. So what we say to people because of this is move from the right to the left. Okay, that should be your flow. Be good to people and get things done. Because if you go get things done and be good to people, you might never get to be good to people. And you'll leave a lot of people behind you and you won't have people working with you. Okay, so start by being good to people and get things done. Because remember what I said about 10% of the problems come from outgoing versus reserved? Math people in the room, 
How many of the percent, how many, what percentage are caused by task versus people? 90. There you go. <laughs> Got a math person over here. It's a little early, I know, but we won't do any more math. I'm not a math guy. Um, um, it's being recorded. There was lots of laughter in that. Um, so, you know, this is where we can really remember that this is where the conflicts is going is gonna to happen. So we need to be really cognizant of that fact. So again, be good to people and get things done. All right. If we do that, most of the conflicts will be resolved better because we're worried about the people side. So we're going to be focusing on the things that we're going to talk more about in the next little bit. All right, so two little things that are really important to, to on that same note are these things for all of us to remember, because this could be either side will go too far. Like you have rules on one side, on the left side, relationship on the other side, right? People's side is more relationship. If you think about rules without relationship, so you're just a house leading with an iron fist, without that relationship, leads to rebellion, okay? But relationship without rules leads to ruin. So you hear about this like, we're, not, we're the no parenting parents. We don't parent. We just let our kids live and be free and go and that Lord of the Flies. Remember everyone read that book? That often will happen. They're just chaos, anarchy. You don't let that, the kids rule the house, right? Has anyone done that? Okay, good. You think that would end well if we just say, hey, kids, why don't you guys just run it? I mean, I think we've done that probably for 10, 15 minutes just to see what happened. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. It's going to lead to ruin, okay? So, and this goes to the rapport ladder. So, like, in, in a house, as a parent, you're like, well, whatever. We're just going to tell the kids what to do because we're the parent sometimes. Ideally, you get, things, you get people to do things because they want to do them. That's leadership, right? Is to influence people to do well, you want them to do, but because they want to do it. You want to help them understand why it's important for them and they're flourishing. Okay? You can't make anyone do anything. That's a good rule to remember. You can never make anyone do anything. You can't make your kids do something. You can have a consequence for them not doing it, but you can't make them do anything. Right? Just try to make your kid eat something they don't want to eat. How long will they sit there just, you know, not eating? You know, my son will do that for hours. Um, but task-focused people, to get them to do something, they need to know you first of all. On both sides, they need to know you first, of course. But task-focused people need to trust you before they like you. And in order to get someone to do something, they need to like you and trust you. Okay? So task-focused need to trust you before they like you, which is why showing them co your competence is very important. Showing them why you actually understand this, why you know this, is very important. Showing them the why behind the what is very important with a task. The people-focused people need to like you before they trust you. Okay, so that's why it's important that they, people need to know how much you care, right? They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's for people-focused people. They need to like you before they trust you, okay? All right. We'd go deeper into that if we could, but we're not going to. So that, that is where if we, we need to flow from that right to the left. So now that's where it gets into these different styles. So this is where you can fill out those different uh, parts of that sheet. On the right side, we have the high D personality. 
I mean the left side, sorry. Task focused and outgoing is the high D personality. Okay? This is known as the dominant. These are those words on your sheet. See those blanks that have like the D's there? In the upper left? Upper left in the inside, you see D. And you see those top things. So you, what? One is missing. Very good. That means you're filling it in and you write fast. So dominant, direct, demanding, decisive, determined, doer. Then there's the one that is the shadow side, right? These are all very positive things in the right context. Okay? These get stuff done. These are innovative. These make things happen. If we didn't have D's, a lot of things in the world wouldn't get done. Okay? D's also have a shadow side. That last little blank put in defiant. Okay? A D when, when unhealthy and stressed, their unhealth come, usually shows the form of a quick tr trigger and anger. Okay? And we'll get to this in a minute, but usually, often, a person will go to their secondary traits, unhealth, and stress in times of stress and um, unhealthy in your personality style. Like I'm an ID personality style. If ask anyone in my family, when I when things don't go well, when I'm stressed, like yesterday when we left the house and the check engine light was on our car that I had one of my children unnamed was driving before and decided not to tell me until we had the car packed up and I saw it and then we had to switch cars to go to the next car halfway down the street. I responded with some anger very quickly. My wife's nodding. And uh, so I tried to hold it in, but it's hard <laughs> because you're in that moment. I apologize later, but uh, you know, so that's, we'll go to your secondary trait often. Okay, we'll have more of this later, but we'll get into that. Okay, the I, oh, and about 10% of the population, high Ds, so you can, you'll see a little spot to put the percentage down in the bottom of that little quadrant, has the percent, just put 10%. We've done all kinds of studies have been trying to figure out why there's only 10%, why God would say there's only 10% of this world will be high Ds. Anyone have a guess of what the studies have come to find out? What's that? Because God loves us. That's exactly right. That's my, that's my plant in the audience. Thank you. <laughs> What's that? They don't have a lot of children. Well, there could be because they want to. Well, that's maybe, maybe not because they want to get things done. So, that, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, too. So all these are positive. But I think it's because God loves us. Um, that's my favorite answer. And I'm, remember, I'm a high D, too. So D's don't get mad at me and hate me, which you might do anyway. That's okay. You'll forget about it tomorrow. Um, Okay, eyes. Eyes are the outgoing, people-focused. This would be, you know, the, the goofballs, the class clowns, the one that teachers have the most trouble with. This is your high eye personality, inspiring, influencing, impressionable, interactive, impressive, interested in people. And the last one, the shadow side, illogical. What were you going to say? Hey, you stop it. I know you, yeah, okay, just, it's just, irritating is correct, that is true. Um, they, they often will annoy, they often will be irritating um, for the reason that you'll learn in the next, when we get to that a little bit more in depth. Um, but irritating, illogical, um, irresponsible could be another, um, but that could be everybody at some level.
But yeah, it's more the illogical when unhealthy eyes will just keep talking to try to get their way out of something and be illogical. People say, well, you talk all the time and when you're healthy. So, and that is true. Eyes do talk more than others. So people often talk about, well, you know, women have way more words in a day than men and all this stuff. And I go, no, it's not a, it's not a gender thing. It is a outgoing versus reserved thing. And it's actually the eyes will have the most words by far in a day, whether they're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. I talk way more than my wife in any given day. Okay. Oh, the other thing that, you know, you talk about going back to the task and people, people focus, people tech tend to talk and then think. I mean, outgoing people tend to talk and then think. Reserve people tend to think and then talk. Okay. So that's important. And then task focused people tend to process internally. I mean, reserve people tend to process. I'm going back to, sorry. Reserve people tend to process internally. Outgoing people tend to process verbally and, and, and be able to, to do it that way. Okay, so oftentimes I'll say stuff and then go, ooh, I wish I could get that back. That's really an, an outgoing thing, um, usually. Okay? What's that? The I percentage is about 30%. These are actually ranges, but be, for the high C's in the room, we actually take out the ranges because it doesn't equal 100%. And that drives them crazy. So we actually take that um, back, and it's, it's something that, but it's about 30%. Okay? All right. Now, oh, oh back, there we go. All right. S's are your reserved and people-focused. Supportive, stable, steady, sweet, status quo, shy. This, these are the people everyone loves, um, easy to like. They're the sweet, kind ones. Um, I can say no one that I, that I know of, maybe my mom did sometimes, she'd probably argue with me on this, and no one's ever said, hey, Phil, you're really sweet and kind. Like, that's just not something that comes out when they talk about me. Now, when they talk about my wife, they've said, I've heard that many times. Kind, sweet, um, you know. And the side of it where uh, the, the negative kind of shadow side is sucker. <laughs> S's will often say yes too much because they don't want to let anyone down. They'll be the type that will ask nothing from anyone because they don't want to put anyone out, but they will give the shirt off their back to anyone around. <laughs> that... <laughs> In some, in some parts, they're like Jesus. That is true, but so are I's, D's, and C's. Every personality style is like Jesus at certain parts of his life. So um, I've never done this training. I actually, I have done this training once with my wife, um, and I don't know that I'm going to ask her to ever come again. Um, so, because she's already had more laughs than I have, and that's not cool. Um, it's normal, though. Okay, so... S is uh, about 35% of the world. You'd never know that, though, because they're going to be some of the quietest people, too. S's are often the ones who are going to just sit back, listen, give everyone else a chance to talk. And then at the end of it, they'll say something, and you're like, why didn't you say that an hour ago? We could have stopped this meeting an hour ago. Because they're like, well, I want to give everyone else a chance to talk, because everyone else seemed really eager to, and I didn't need to. And type, they'll give up their seat to everybody. They'll sit on the floor, like last night when my wife was on the blanket and everyone else was on the chairs. Oh, no, I didn't want to sit in a chair. 
you know, that's, that's what S's will do um, more than anybody else. Okay? And now, and then the C's. Okay, C's are task-focused, reserved. C's are cautious, calculating, competent, conscientious, contemplative, careful. And the shadow side of the C is cold. Okay, can often come across as cold and just robotic, hypercritical is where C's go when they're unhealthy. So they will nitpick till the cows come home. That's going to be your C. Okay? They often seem cold because they don't typically talk a lot and they're very task focused. So remember back when we talked about be good to people and get things done? The C's just want to get things done and they want to get things done right. Okay? So that's going to be your C. I want to go back to the S's. The unhealth is sucker, like no boundaries often, and withdrawal. So in our house, for instance, the way this plays out, big argument in the kitchen. What would I do as the outgoing? Huh? Convince. Convince. Yeah, I'm going to jump in, right? I'm going to be in that conflict, right? That I'll just jump in, be very comfortable in that. I will engage. I will make sure that everyone knows the right answer um, and make sure they're all totally understanding why they need to do whatever I'm going to say. What is my beautiful wife do when there's a ton of conflict in the kitchen? Withdraw. Don't say it. What's that? Withdraw. Withdraw, exactly. That is the unhealth, stress, when in the face of these things, an S will just, gone. She will hop in her car and drive around to somewhere. She won't do that anymore because gas is really expensive. But <laughs> she will walk around the block now or ride her bike. I'm like, where'd you go? She's like, I don't know. It's like 10.30 at night, and she's driving somewhere. Um, and that happens. And that's reality, okay? Now, she'll say that's healthy because I need to process and all that. There may be some truth to that, but it's also an unhealthy response in a lot of situations because it's just I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with issues. I don't want to deal with all these issues, problems, stress, conflict. S's will shy away from conflict, except for one instance, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Okay, any question, uh, 20, you guys, some people have already figured it out already, but about 25% of the world are task focused. So that's what we, I mean, our C's, sorry, 25%. So that's where that 35% comes from, 10% D's, 25% C's. The S is about 35%. But like I was saying, you'd, you'd rarely know it because S's don't talk as much. So they're just the ones who sit typically in the back of the room. I did a, I did a training in Uganda. It was actually really funny. I, I work, I, the, what I do full time, I run an or organization that works with orphan and vulnerable kids around the world. I did training over in Uganda on this. And we're in a room full of people who 100% of them worked with orphan and vulnerable children <laughs> in Uganda. And I asked a very simple question. How many of you work with orphan and vulnerable children? This was a test. And about 20 hands shot up, and the rest of the room didn't have their hands up. Now, we had name tags on that showed what our personality styles were. <laughs> Who do you think didn't raise their hands? Yes. S's and the C's as well, but the S's for sure. But anybody who did not have anything above the line that was D or I just had their hands down, and they're just like, I don't want to bother anybody. I'm like, everyone can put their hands up. I know what you do. It's okay, you know. But that's the reality. They don't want to, it's just, I'm not going to 
put myself out there. I just don't, want to, don't need to do that. And it's not like I don't want to. It's like I don't need to. Why would I need to do that? That's not a problem. Um, so, okay. I'm just going to put these up here. These are the other blanks on each one. So this is the D's. Okay. So D's, and again, like I said, I, you know, probably, I know I'm going really fast, especially since I train this stuff, and I know for some of the more reserved, you're like, you're a sports car now. Can you slow down that sports? I like when you were talking like the smart car. Well, you're going way too fast for me, but we kind of got to do this today if we're going to get through it, okay? Because I want to get to the strategies tomorrow on a lot of the parenting and marriage strategies uh, that we'll get into on how, what, how this actually plays out in ways. As I said, remember I talked about coach, than a more better coach than player. I can talk about these strategies really well, and my family members can say, why don't you ever practice what you preach, right? And that's a good question. And I do, but not as much as I could or should. Um, okay, so the D's, like to win. Like to plan for the future like new ideas, like results, like to be their own boss. These really struggle to work with others. I was just talking to, and work for somebody else. Really hard for these. These are often entrepreneurs. These are out there, their own bosses. They're starting companies. They're getting things done. I was talking to somebody last night who had a high D as one of his managers, and he just left. Um, he's leaving, and, uh, and he said, he just came to me and said, I just don't like to work for other people. And he knew what his personality, and it, it was amazing he lasted as long as he did. Because you can do things, going back one slide, you probably saw it. Sorry, I got to do all that again. Everyone is a unique blend of these four parts. Okay, I went back because it's that important, I forgot to emphasize it. We all have all four of these things. If you, if you all do the uh, assessment, which I'll give you the code for that, or I'll give you the... You can go and you can get an assessment tonight if you so choose. You don't have to, but you can go on and get it and do it. It'll take about 20, 25 minutes. It's not work. It's not a test. It's an assessment. Tests have right and wrong answers. It has no right and wrong answers. It's very important to remember. But everyone's a unique blend. We need all four, and everyone in this room has all four in you. Okay? If you took the assessment and you took the other report, all four would have, it's a bar chart, all four would have a little bit of them. Right? I'm in really high on the I, and I'm really high on the D. My C is somewhere down in the nether regions of the report, and the S is somewhere towards the middle, but they're all there. I was an attorney for eight years. I had to be very detail-oriented, but I did it for eight years, and I was burning out for eight years because to do that all day, every day, and sit in windowless rooms reviewing documents is really hard, but I could do it. It was just really hard, and it burned me out. Same way a smart car can go out and go 80 miles an hour. I don't know if it can, but it probably can. Um, I know the Teslas can, but I don't know if the, the older ones, you know, that were like putting along. Um, they probably can, but they get tired, right? They lose, they got to use gas. They got to go on reserve power to be able to do that. Okay. Um, so that's important to remember. Because uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, this is how I am. Hey, honey, I'm not a D. I don't need to do anything around the house. Well, that doesn't work, right? No, of course not. Um, we all have it in us. We all can do these things. We all need to be certain things at different times. I like in a lot of things to sports. We sometimes need to play out a position, but we have the position that we're best at. Okay, if you think about it as languages, we speak the languages that are above the line on our report, you know, whatever that, the midline is. That's the languages we're fluent in. 
Okay, if it's below, you might be conversational. If it's close, but some of them, you just got to learn that language. And that should help us to understand is we, if we're going to be like Jesus and clothe ourselves with Christ, as my wife mentioned earlier, it's like Jesus, yes. S's are like Jesus. And so are D's, and so are I's, and so are C's. And we need to understand he was perfect in all four personality styles, exactly when it needed to be each one. And if we're to clothe ourselves with Christ, that's what we're to seek to do. So as we're going through these, it's not a like, a, oh yeah, pointing fingers. It's to say, okay, how is that a great personality? What is the greatness that comes out of that? And how can we seek to be that? Because that's be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, right? So that, what does that look like? And so, yeah, this is all fun. And I love having fun during this because I'm an eye and eyes love to have fun. But I also love doing this. I mean, I came home from doing this with a bunch of CEOs up and down the Central Valley. And what I say when I got home? He forgot because she's a mother of five, so she forgot. I, just, I love doing this because I love seeing light bulbs go off, and I just love people seeing getting it. I love see, seeing people knowing now I can flourish more, and I can help my people flourish more because this stuff is important for everybody. There's nobody out there who can just go, oh, this doesn't matter. I don't need to worry about this. Whatever you're doing, whoever you are, however young, however old, whatever, whether you're leading an organization or whether you're the janitor, all this matters. Okay, because you have a role, and God has created you to do that. And if you, and you don't want to, I don't want people saying, oh, I wish I was that, I wish I was that. I, w-. I want them to see, know exactly how God created you, is exactly how he wanted you, and all these are amazing. Okay, and a lot of people will go, oh, D's, oh, yeah, I know these D's. I know. We also have to remember that most of us are unhealthy. We're not perfect. We aren't there yet, right? So a lot of us are acting in our unhealth a lot of the times, because it's stressful times, too. And if we're sitting in this room, it's family camp. Chances are we have family. And if there's anybody who knows how to push our buttons, it's family. Right? And that's typically when we get unhealthy and stressed is when our buttons are pushed. Okay. So going back. Sorry. I just have these rabbit trails because that's what I do too. But D's. D's, it's kind of like ready, fire, aim. Okay? That's what D's do. D's just get things done. If you've ever heard, if you've ever started companies... And they just say, well, just ship it. And then you can figure out what to do when it's out there. And you can make changes. That's what D's do. They get it out. They start stuff. They do it. They get it done. That's the amazing thing about D's, right? Challenge, choice, and control is what D's are motivated by. So if you tell, are there D's in this? If you think you're a D in this room, you know, no one's going to think badly about you. But if you think you're a D, just raise your hand. Okay. D's, so if I were to say to you, hey, right now I need, you know, you got to go get me some water at the fountain right now. Go and get me water right now at the fountain. You'd say that because you're a family camp. But most D's, if you say you have to do something. You have two legs, go get some water. Exactly. Exactly. If you say to a D, you have to, you're basically saying to a D, I I want to fight with you. That's what you're telling a D. Choice, challenge, control. With kids, are you, again, are you going to tell your high D child? We have one, at least. Um, I'm not going to tell them, oh, you can control the house. But what I will do is when, when I'm healthy and when I'm not yelling at him or her, I'm not going to say because it will make it obvious who it is. I'm not going to say, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to give them an illusion of control. And give them two choices, neither of which they'll really like, but they're still choices, so there's choice. So you can either do the dishes or not go to the thing you really want to go to tonight. You have a choice. 
and I'll say it in a, in a, in a way um, that, that hopefully won't be yelled at because then it will cause 10 minutes of stuff that the dishes could have been done, which is usually what happens. Oftentimes with those days, if they don't want to do something, you don't give them a choice, they will find other things that they have to do very much at that moment in time that they didn't do for the last two days. So that's, but it's not so much procrastinator, it's just I'm not doing that and I'm going to show you because I'm in control. And that's what D, so, you know, a lot of D's, oppositional defiance disorder, have you heard of that? Oh, yes. I think that could just be D. Like, I, I think that could just be, because it's hard, because younger kids are unhealthy a lot of the time. And the stresses and the other things that are going on in our kids, they're really unhealthy. And so that often comes out in the anger and defiance, right? And so remember that word for D is defiant. That's like one of the main things on ODD. So we just got to remember these things. A lot of times we're labeling people with diagnoses that are actually personality styles that we don't understand and they're unhealthy and they're stressed and we're not actually coming into that and understanding them. ADHD, we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay, so that's the D. Ds don't like a lot of things we don't have time to get into. If you're thinking about the Bible, we've got about seven minutes. I'm going to fly through this. Um, Apostle Paul would be the high D, right? Think about that too. The more I think about this, like if Apostle Paul was in the 12 disciples cruising along, he and Peter would have been at it all the time. So God in his amazing plan said, we're going to wait till after that and we're going to go. And with that high D, if I came up to Paul and as he's cruising to Damascus and just said, hey, Paul, I think I got this thing I want you to do. Um, I want you to, I know you've been pressing on persecuting all these Christians. Now I want you to go and actually create, you know, be a huge impetus for these new churches around the, around the world here. What do you think Paul would have said? No way. So what did he do? What did God do to Paul? Blinded him, knocked him off the horse. He's like, boom! I'm going to show you who's boss. Because Dees will actually respect that. And that's what he had to do to get Paul on board. And when Paul was on board, he stopped at nothing to get it done. And that's what needed. We needed someone who would get shipwrecked, who would go and get flogged, who would go and get beaten, who would be threatened death, and still say, I'm going, I'm doing it. And he gets a ton of stuff done. How much of the New Testament is written by the guy? Right? He got stuff done. All right, we needed that. We knew we needed that. And that's what we're doing. So for parents, the best day of their life is when their D leaves the home because they get their house back. <laughs> because they get their house back, right? So um, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but these are jokes. This is not a joke, though. Ds are hard on others and easy on self. Okay? Now everyone's got issues, but D's get a lot of stuff done. But that's why somebody would be like, what are you yelling at me about? Can you look at what you do? That's often a D yelling at you. Okay? I'm guilty of this. More than I'd like to be. Okay, we often use GPS as well. GPS for those D's. Do you try to beat GPS? GPS tells you how to get somewhere and you try to find a way on the map that's better? That's what D's do. Again, remember that choice and control thing? Even with GPS, which is literally a computer telling you how to get there fastest, they will argue with it. And that's what D's do. They find a better way. Okay, eyes. This is that ADHD thing I was telling you about. Eyes like to be liked, like to express their ideas and feelings. 
Loved being in front of a group. Never found a microphone eyes did not like. Eyes like being on stage, like be a center of attention, going back to that irritating, annoying thing. They like being a center of attention. So our high eye, my mini me at our house, 80% of the day he's making some sort of noise. He's singing, he's humming, he's fidgeting, he's beeping, he's literally doing anything to get attention. And that's what he does, loves recognition. Eyes are not made for the classroom. Um, let's, I don't need to go into detail on that, but that's why I think a lot of kids who are diagnosed ADHD, AD, I'm not saying that isn't a thing, I'm not saying it's not right, but I fear that we're, we're not understanding this well enough in a lot of kids, and we just need to help them flourish more than we need to try to drug them into something else, drug literally or figuratively. Um, so that's uh, ready, aim, talk is what we talk about these guys. D's want to get it done now. I's want to get it done the fun way, whatever that fun way is. They're motivated by recognition, approval, and popularity. Prone to exaggerate. Who do, who, if you think you're an high, high eye in this room. Okay, how many best friends do you have? How many best friends do you have? A lot, yeah. High C's in the room. If you think you're high C, who, who, who's the high C? How many best friends can you have? Huh? One. Best connotes one. High eyes are prone to exaggerate, which is why it's my best friend, it's my BFF, it's my thing, right? It's, that's going to be your... Um, and when we see how important these things are, right? I'm a high eye. And I had about 15 guys I wanted in my wedding. And Becca, as an S, said, Phil, I don't have that many friends that are that close to be in my wedding. Let me finish the sentence. I got distracted. She had more than enough friends. But she's like, that's way too many. we got to cut this down, right? Because I wanted all these people. They're all my best friends. Um, so that's the thing about eyes. FOMO, fear of missing out. That is a high eye trait. Very much so. Also, SOS. Some people know that as a certain thing, but it's basically shiny object syndrome. <laughs> so squirrel, squirrel, right? All that, that's going to be, you notice the rabbit trails I've gone on? Usually I come back to the main point, but sometimes I don't. And uh, so because there's these different things, and these ideas are continually coming through my head. It's literally, it's either a literal shiny object or a in my head shiny object. So eyes always have a story. Eyes always have something. Eyes are often talking over, interrupting, one-upping. I have a better story. Oh my gosh, that happened to you? Oh, I got this thing that happened to me. Now, the reality is, eyes have the stories because eyes are constantly moving and constantly going and do have a bunch of friends and do have a bunch of things they're doing. They're doing a million things all the time because they, always, they don't want to miss out on things, first of all. So as soon as they hear someone that's up in the house, they're up. And they're going to be down there. Hey, what's up? What am I missing? Should be the question they're asking. Right? If anyone is up in the house at night, they don't want to go to bed. Because they're fearing they're going to miss something. You know, literally nothing could be going on. But they don't want to miss it. I should say, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I should say hi with all this. Um, but again, when they finish hanging out, I talked about that earlier with my son. When they finish hanging out with a friend, it's like, now what are we going to do? It's like you just hung out for six hours. 
Now what are we going to do? Can we go to the park? Can we go to another friend? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do the other? Think about that in this world. When I was, is that my buzzer? Is that my time? Time's up? Is that my, time is up, and I'm going to end with it. We'll, we'll go to S's and C's tomorrow, which S's and C's are fine with because they don't need to be center of attention. Um, and then we'll go through the rest of it. We'll, we'll fly through the rest, but um, <laughs> I was saying something very important. Um, What's that? Squirrel. Yeah, it was. But anyway, what I'll, what I'll finish with is, um, I, if you think about scripture, who, do you, who would you guess is the I? Hi, I. Peter. Okay, about 70% of the quotes in the Gospels, other than Jesus, are Peter. He said a lot of things. He said a lot of brilliant things. He let us out, said a lot of stupid things. Because he talked and then thought. Right? He said in one sentence, you are the God, you know, you are, what did he say? You're God, the son of the son of the living God. Who am I? And he said the right answer. I'm, I'm butchering the actual quote. And about three verses later, what did Jesus say to him? Give me high, be Satan. Right? Only a high eye can do that to somebody. Okay? But then he also did what? A few chapters later, he he denied Jesus three times. Why? Because people were saying, um, did you know him? And, they, and he's thinking now, Jesus is going to the cross. He's being crucified. These are people that I'm going to be hanging out with. I don't want to be ostracized from people. So I'm going to say no. Even though Jesus predicted it. Then he goes, after the resurrection, what did Jesus do? Because he knew how important relationship was to Peter. He brought him back in with three questions. Right? He said, I still love you. You are still accepted. You are still recognized. As a, you are still appro- I still approve of you as the rock of the church. Because he knew a few days later, this thing called Pentecost would happen, and they needed someone to speak to 3,000 people without any preparation, without any notes, without anything going on. They say, hey, who can go speak? Only high eye is going to go, I got it. No problem. Let's go. Right? He goes out and does that. He does all these other things. Interestingly, he did not go out on the missionary journeys. He stayed home in Jerusalem, likely because he had a wife and they said you know, a lot of that stuff. But I, I imagine also it was that was his base of friends. That was his people that he had. And he was there doing what he had to do there. So Jesus, if everybody watches The Chosen, I actually really like that show. I think, it does, I think whoever made that studied disc because... It's amazing how they go through the different personality styles and do them really, really well. But anyhow, um, but also Jesus chose them. I, I, believe, I mean, we know he did it with intention, but to see how the different disciples had different personality styles was just, is just amazing. So we'll get more into SC tomorrow, and we'll get into strategies tomorrow. Um, bring this back tomorrow because we'll finish it up, and uh, we'll then get into more strategies.